And now, discover your true course. This podcast is a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Your host, founder and president, Dr. Michael Godfrey. Hello and welcome to Discover Your True Course, a part of our service to and support for successful organizations and professionals in their pursuit of more that matters. It's a complicated and confusing world out there. Who do you trust to help you sort it out? No matter how successful and accomplished you may be, True Course is your trusted guide along the path to more that matters to you, and at the end, you can finish without regret. Thanks for joining me for this episode where we will consider the biggest influence on decisions you make and how to get it right. I know that in my life I want to make values-based decisions that will have a positive impact beyond my lifetime and that will allow me to end my life without regret. We are living in a time in which decisions are required that people now living in the United States have not faced on such a large scale before. Things like, what do I do about my livelihood when there seems to be no job for me? Do I wear a mask or not? Do the schools open or do they not? Do businesses fully open or do they not? What about my personal economy? How will that fare in the days to come? Which philosophy, political stance, public health, or moral stance do I adopt? My desire for you is that you would be able to make the very best decisions possible as they involve you. When you look back on this time, you'll be without regret. You can do this by making values-based decisions. Peter Demarest, in his book, Answering the Central Question, explores an emerging discipline called applied neuroaxiology. Neuroaxiology is about the integration of brain science and values philosophy. There is also, according to Demarest and Dr. Robert Hartman, a way to scientifically and mathematically compute what is most valuable. Now, I'll let you take a look at his book for all of that because it gets pretty complicated after a bit. Now, all of this makes sense to know and to understand because your brain makes values judgments outside of your consciousness based on your past experiences. And many of these could be called habits. And so there are a lot of times where we make decisions simply out of habit without really any conscious evaluation. Instead of making decisions simply by habit, you can increase your awareness of the values that influence your decisions, and you can train your brain to make better decisions. It also makes sense that you would want to be aware of these things because you want to make the best decisions possible that will leave you without regret at the end of your life. The person may be considered as having strength if they make good value judgments, and if they make poor value judgments then they might be considered as making weak decisions. So all of this is important because you want to be a person of strength, making great values-based decisions, and you want to be sure that you're aware of what your brain is doing outside of your consciousness and train it to do better. In his book, Demarest says that there is a central question that we can ask that is most important as we make decisions and live our lives. And this question is, what choice can I make an action can I take in this moment to create the greatest net value? Every choice you make or action you take adds or subtracts net value. There is no neutral. So do you want to add or do you want to subtract? 
Identifying net value requires you to take multiple perspectives as they affect any decision. Some decisions may be good for one person and bad for others. The addition of value and subtraction of value must be weighed for all issues and then make a decision that will yield the greatest value. So let's take an example. We are very concerned now in the United States about school openings. People have opinions. And some of these opinions come simply out of habit and have not been carefully thought out, at least recently anyway. So some of the perspectives that will inform the way we answer that central question, what choice can I make and action can I take that will yield the greatest net value, might be these as it relates to school openings. What about the children who don't understand why? What about the effect on them developmentally? What about the effect on their physical health? What about families and childcare? What about the economy? Individual economy, local economy, and statewide economies? What about those school employees, teachers, custodians, administration, and special services employees? What about the families of these people? How will this impact the child's education overall? What about their experiential milestones like graduation, prom, and others? And how about the health of each person involved? What about the community? If the virus were to spread through the schools, it's going to affect the community. What about that? And what about the way this affects those who are particularly vulnerable to the virus? Could reopening the schools cause a rampant spread of the virus that will negatively impact others in the community? And there are a dozen more questions to be asked as we evaluate what will yield the greatest net value. Now, we decide value on the basis of whether something fulfills its purpose. If something doesn't fulfill its purpose, it might be considered worthless. Demaris illustrates it with a chair. And if you had a chair that was supposed to have four legs and only had three, you might throw it out on the garbage heap. The values questions we ask center around three different dimensions. He describes it as the systemic dimension, the extrinsic dimension, and intrinsic dimension. Systemic, extrinsic, and intrinsic. The big questions around all three of these dimensions are, first of all, does a thing fulfill its function? Does it do what it's supposed to do? And then for the systemic and extrinsic dimensions, ultimate value is determined by their ability to add greater quality or value to life. Oftentimes, this is hard for us to see and evaluate because our perceptions and reality have become the same thing. This can blind us to a more objective valuing in decision-making about relationships and actions and perceptions and beliefs. Among people, definitions of the quality of life differ. And if we are identifying the value of something by whether or not they, uh, they add greater quality or value to life, this is going to differ across people. People have different priorities, preferences, goals, jobs, agendas, aspirations, perceptions, different talents, experiences, or knowledge. Each person has a unique set of perspectives on life and a unique set of perceptive abilities, their ability to perceive. This affects the way they decide whether or not a thing adds value, so everyone will decide in a little bit different way. Complicating this, our brain interprets conflicting ideas or conflicting behaviors as threat. This is done outside of our consciousness, and our brain will press us to react with the fight, flight, or freeze response. 
We can choose something different. Your brain will do this, but we can choose a different behavior. To make great value-based decisions, we need the ability to move outside of our own habitual way of seeing and increase our ability to see the whole and the parts, to see what is actual, to be open to other ideas and perspectives, and to be able to see alternative points of view and maintain an objective, open mind. So here's a great place for my favorite question. When we come to a place of looking at a decision concerning all aspects related to the decision that we've already mentioned many up to this point, we ask ourselves the question, now how else could I look at this? So your most deeply held beliefs and perspectives, are you willing to ask that question, how else could I look at this? So we're looking at systemic, extrinsic, and intrinsic qualities or dimensions of every decision. Everything can have these properties, systemic, extrinsic, intrinsic, and can be categorized by these properties as well. Everything that exists can be valued by one or more of those dimensions. So let's take a look at them. First of all, there's a systemic dimension. In this dimension, such things as ideas, some natural phenomenon, laws, rules, procedures, and systems in which we live are a part of this. These things are all or nothing, black or white, right or wrong, perfect or non-existent. They either are or are not. They add value or they don't. It's, it's a black and white experience. Our own perspectives and expectations are in this category. This category is the least valuable of all the three primary dimensions because it has the fewest properties. Complex systems are made up of many smaller systems, which can be valued individually as a part of the larger. Right or wrong ideas are not the issue here. The issue is whether the idea adds value. Then there's the extrinsic dimension. The things that exist in this dimension have properties that we can experience through our senses. See, hear, taste, touch, and smell. They may be comprised of multiple systems, and they will have a finite number of properties. They're not just one property, but they'll have, a, they'll have multiple properties. And it's not a matter of yes or no as with systemic value. Things in the extrinsic dimension are valued as more or less, better or worse, in terms of actions, functionality, practicality, and the allocation of resources. Among the things with the extrinsic value are things we use and experience, such as a chair or music or equipment of any kind, and more. To determine the value of one option over the other, we compare the cost it requires in time, effort, or resources, and then the benefits it may offer in light of that. Two identical things along the way can be equally or extrinsically valuable. Because these are more complex, a person needs to be able to conceive the extrinsic properties and attributes of a thing, and does it fulfill its purpose? This will help you make a good value judgment. This requires a person to have open mind and be able to think critically. You must know what a thing is supposed to do, what is its purpose, in order to determine its value. The third dimension of value is intrinsic. Things with intrinsic value are unique, incomparable, and irreplaceable. Things of intrinsic value are comprised of properties that are systemic and extrinsic in their value as well. This is what creates the complexity. A thing that is intrinsically valuable has value that allows it to define itself and judge its own value. This is the dimension of being. Human beings have infinitely more value than all else of systemic or extrinsic value. If you're making a values-based decision, 
that values anything above a human being, you're violating the fundamental principles of making a great value-based decision. So it all starts to look like this. Caring for others and their well-being is more important than money, self-serving politics, personal convenience, your job, your personal economy, prestige, power, personal rights, people outweigh it all. From Peter Demarest's book, here's a quote you might find helpful. When determining the value of something, it is important to note that its total value is a composite, or net value, of the positive and negative properties it has in all three dimensions. To know the net value of something, you have to be able to recognize what properties it needs to be a good, whether or not it has those properties, and whether or not it has any bad properties that detract from its value. For example, a thing can have some good properties and some bad properties, but still, in the net, be good enough and valuable. So how could this all work for you? The concepts are not simple. The practice of it is not simple. The outcome of this reasoning is not cut and dried, since the subjective always affects the objective. So as we think about answering the central question, what choice can I make and what action can I take in this moment to create the greatest net value, it's very important to stay open and explore all the questions of systemic, extrinsic, and intrinsic valuing. In the end, people will always be of ultimate value. Everything else falls away. Now, as far as common mistakes that come to play here, you can be narrow-minded, defensive, guarded, and unwilling to learn. You can fail to look at as many aspects of your thinking, issues you face, the usefulness of things, and whether or not this adds or subtracts value simply because you are working out of habit of mind. You can also fail to assign ultimate value to people in relationships. And all of this will put you in a position to end your life with regret. So today, I've offered you some concepts from Peter Demarest's book that will help you make some great values-based decisions and answer that central question, what choices can I make, what action can I take in this moment to create the greatest net value? If you'll try that, I believe you'll be helped. It's entirely possible that you still have many questions about this, and it's not within the scope of the podcast to answer every single detail of this issue. I'd like to simply pique your interest in, in knowing more. If I can help you know more, please email me at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com. Send your questions. I'll be glad to dialogue with you in that way. And then contact us to explore how we can support you in getting on that path to fulfilling the dream that is yours and to achieving the things that you want. I'm Michael Godfrey. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Copyright by J. Michael Godfrey. All rights reserved.